You're listening to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and with you. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at WrestlingIsForGirls.com. And follow us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod for all the latest. I am Abigail, and I am here with my tag team partner, Jillian. And we are ready to talk a lot of things. Some SmackDown, some Crown Jewels, some Raw, some feelings, some thoughts. Are you ready? Some indigestion. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am ready. A little indigestion. It's all part of the process. I'm excited. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So we're going to kick things off with SmackDown. And I have a really important observation that I want to share with everyone. Okay. So you know how when SmackDown starts, there's like that th- that animation of a drone. Yeah, yeah. Why aren't we calling that the Smack Drone? <laughs> like it, it's clearly the Smack Drone, right? Does Raw have one too? You know, I don't know, and I feel like the Raw Drone sounds like something wrong. So. <laughs> Smack drone. I I've like been it. burned by raw things, so I'm absolutely not going to dip a toe into those waters <laughs> at this point. I'll have to pay attention the next time I watch Raw if there's a drone. I don't remember. I didn't. I just call him like a little robot, but I like Smack Drone. No, that's uh, that's trademarked. Uh, nobody okay. trademarked that because it's mine. But I think you actually had some intelligent thoughts that you wanted to share about how we kicked off SmackDown last week. So, well, I was. When I was watching the Sonya and Liv match, I had this thought about how, and this happens a lot when, I don't know if it's when women are wrestling in general or just like maybe it's a Liv thing that people are chanting for a lot, but like the crowd was really like chanting like we want tables, right? They're always like tables, 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 tables. And it seems like some fans expect women wrestlers to put their bodies on the line more than men in a match in order for that match to be considered entertaining. Like it's not as good Mm. as a men's match unless they're absolutely trying to destroy themselves. Now I know like men's matches get like huge um, pops when they do ladders and sure yeah i mean i get that but it Mm -hmm. it just seems like is like they're not wrestling for very long and they're already like calling for like mayhem and i don't know if you've noticed that if i'm just like looking for things that aren't there but i wanted to know your thoughts on that do you think you're being a humorless feminist (laughs) when am i not (laughs) surprise this is the humorless feminist wrestling podcast um i don't you know, I hadn't thought about it, but I think that is potentially a very astute observation. Um, so I think wrestling fans are pretty callous about asking their favorites to just literally destroy themselves at a moment's notice. But yeah. it, I, I think there's something to that, this idea that if women aren't kind of going above and beyond in terms of carnage, that they're not at the level. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think there's something there. It just has a real, like, prove it to me vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're willing to jump off the 20 foot ladder onto the shitty fold out table, 
then maybe I'll consider you a real wrestler. I don't know. I don't know if it's like, I don't think there's that kind of quote unquote doubt with Bailey or Bianca, maybe because right. they've already demonstrated that they can do these things. I don't know if it's like a demand for Liv to like prove herself more or because, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of these decisions aren't made in the moment about what they're going to do in a match necessarily. So it's not just like, you know, crowd picks right. <laughs> picks the wrestling match, which would kind of be incredible, actually. right? Like, like a voting system, like you get a little handheld thing at the show and you vote on what you want to see happen next in the match. That would be insane. But anyway, I, it's just a vibe that I get, and I it's something I'm going to pay attention to. No, I I think it's really fair because, you know, women are asked to do a lot of things with their bodies and wrestling that that we might not ask men to do in the same way. Um, And usually those things are purient. But I I do think it's kind of Mm -hmm. like it could be the equivalent of, you know, you're wearing a Metallica shirt and some dude is like, yeah, well, name your top five songs off of this album. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's not that serious. I just like Metallica. You know, so I, I think sometimes women are asked to prove themselves in ways that dudes are not always. Now I'm wondering if I can name five Metallica songs at oh, all. Oh, I absolutely cannot name five Metallica songs. Sorry. Let alone five on an album. I no. could name, maybe, maybe I could. I can't not name. on a, not on a single album, I couldn't. I can't name a Metallica album. Really? Yeah, I really can't. Not my jam. I don't think, there's nothing wrong with that. The judgment is dripping. <laughs> I am not judging you. <laughs> it's I, totally okay. I did have something positive. I mean, I have a few positive, a lot of positive things for this match. But one thing that is not Liv or Sonia related per se okay. is that I really wanted to give Wade Barrett credit for his commentary during this match. Ooh, Okay. Um, now, to be fair, I always want to give Wade Barrett credit for everything because I love him. I but I feel like he kind of he did this sort of masterclass for me in a narrative match calling style where like he did this really good job of building up both of the competitors. So he's giving Liv Morgan the credit that I think at this point she deserves. Like he's selling mm-hmm. her character. He's connecting the dots between where she fell short with Rhonda, why she's presenting this kind of unhinged character and like how we're seeing that play out and how she's doing this stuff that we might've not thought of Liv Morgan is doing, but at the same time, making Sonya sound like this unstoppable cage fighting force, like the most legit competitor. And I was like, could you just, could you show everyone how to do that? Could you teach everybody how to kind of like tell those stories about what the characters are doing? And making them both sound like a force. I really, I, I, I did not pay the level of attention to Wade Barrett that you did. I never do. Well, but hang on his words. I, I, mean. I like Wade Barrett, um, but I think that's really good storytelling, and it reminds me of. In, kind of jumping ahead, but not in Raw this week. Corey was doing some announcing, and he was making excuses or telling a story about something and like at the beginning of the thing he was making one claim and at the end of the thing <laughs> he was making a completely opposite claim and I was like do they listen to the cells talk like do they have any of this planned out or is it just you know like nonsense 
but you know wade barrett has a narrative going so i need to pay more attention yeah i just i think he did a really good job i really like him and michael cole together on commentary i used to really be a big fan of Corey graves on commentary but i feel like on raw he's kind of become this like jerry lawler kind of commentator where he has to do this wacky you know like sympathize with heels to a degree where you're making like really weird excuses and justifications for the way they do to show that you're with the heels and mm -hmm. it's like buddy you can show me you're like and i think that's something else that way barrett does well like he can be like yeah that's what heels do man and he can make excuses for the heels and kind of be like yeah i'm, I'm doing the heel thing now i'm playing the heel card but i don't know it's a little more it's a little less over the top for me so i prefer it well i'm glad you pointed that out i'm gonna pay closer attention tune in next week for wade barrett is for girls i think that you should <laughs> <laughs> i think that you should put in this week's letter to dad that you're really appreciative of the job wade barrett's doing and could he pass along your praise to him and also your phone number i mean trust me each week each week i make mention of the fact that i would love to be the next mrs barrett so we'll <laughs> see what happens I'm kind of sad that I never actually get to read these letters. Ah, uh, they're private. They're deeply private. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I do think, I do think this match was a good one. And I think whether or not there's something, I don't want to say problematic because it could be, but at least interesting going on with a fan reaction. I feel like the fan reaction kind of told the story on this one. Like people were freaking into it. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And I'm just, I think part of, I don't know, I'm, it was a really good match. And like, when they were just like throwing each other on top of metal chairs, I was just like, okay, gang, like, this is too much for Please my kids. heart to Please. handle. There was a point, a really funny point. Liv was kind of near, there was like a little girl by the barrier and like, <laughs> for a second i was like what if they made it part of the show that Liv just like yanked the kid over the barrier and like killed her i mean obviously she wouldn't the kid would be in on it of course but complicit like, in her own to, murder to show how completely off the rails she's gone she just like rips a child from the audience and like gives her a backbreaker or something I mean, I do think Liv Morgan murders a child, takes her heel character, or not not even her heel character. I don't think you can say she's a heel, but like her extreme character to a whole new level. That's true. This again, this match again, like this pairing of, of people is again forcing me to ask the question, like, who is the good guy? <laughs> like, who am I supposed to be cheering for? Who's the face? I mean, I like both of them. I think I like Sonya Deville better because she's an intergalactic villain right i mean she's she's extremely hot and she's extremely villainous and extremely from the future so it's hard not to like that i think that sonia is the heel here right i mean she's a jerk she's you know kind of a jerk and she's, she's all in black she's all in black she's wearing the black cowboy hat metaphorically so that tells you everything you need to know and she's standing in the way of Liv's return to greatness so you know, maybe it's heel. really nice. Maybe they're doing a thing like, look, you can be bonkers and be the good guy. And I mean, that's it's a message. Okay. That's a message I need to hear in my daily life. You too can rip someone over a barrier. 
It's okay if you fought a child at an event. You can come back from that. It's fine to be a mess. I hope people who are listening like mishear this and they weren't watching and they they think Liv Morgan actually like fought a child. To be fair though, that's a way to get butts in seats. People are going to tune in next week for Friday Night Smackdown. <laughs> this week's return letter from Dad will be a cease and desist. <laughs> Please stop. Like, I Love didn't, Dad. I didn't complain about the kink shaming. Okay, I didn't complain <laughs> about that. I didn't complain about all the things you get wrong. And let me tell you, there are many. But <laughs> insinuating that one of our employees fought a literal child is too far. Never talk about this again. Cancel your podcast. <laughs> cancel yourself. I would be so sad. I'd be but sad. also like so excited and frame the letter <laughs> right like perversely proud <laughs> it'd be great so I don't want to cut you off from Liv and Sonia because I think we could talk about this for like 110 years it's all good but I also I had like a I, I guess a query of, or an observation about Ricochet versus LA Knight okay I'm ready. I mean, did we start out by mocking incels when LA Knight was talking to the crowd? I'm pretty sure he like called out incels. Yeah, he did. I had forgotten about that until you just mentioned it. Absolutely. It's like, I, I kind of love, do I love this? I, I think I might love this. I'm wondering, I think he's just going to mock like whoever comes to mind in the moment. Um, but I imagine there's probably quite a few in the crowd i would think so i mean right this I've is been probably shows yeah it's probably going to be unpopular but i think anytime you've got a lot of men between 18 and 35 <laughs> you, you got some incels so uh know that not all men are incels but all incels are men this week's mailbag <laughs> death, death threats <laughs> Wrestling is for girls gets their first death threat. Oh my god. Um so I've said before about Matt Riddle, I will say now about LA Knight. Mm. I get some serious hot dog leg vibes. <laughs> hot dog legs. <laughs> like like Can they're so like hairless and kind of like glistening and just like kind of hot dog color. Oh, <laughs> you haven't shared this with me before, and it's horrible. I wish you hadn't. I think maybe on one of our early episodes, I did say it about Matt Riddle, but it might be one that like doesn't actually exist on the internet. But mm, good, it's it's hot dog leg. It's um, dog leg. I'm gonna send you a cease and desist letter. <laughs> oh, that is so evocative, and I I absolutely hate it. I mean, hot dogs aren't terrible, right? You know what? There's a lot of things that as what they are are fine. And then when applied, like imagine that I was like, you know, it's uh, it's jello butt. It's not so great. It's not so great. Or like, you know. Like? Is it just someone whose butt jiggles a lot? It's broccoli ear. Like none of that is none of that is great. <laughs> concepts on their own not so hot when paired <laughs> i'll keep my hot dog thoughts to myself uh, from now on i'm sorry no i mean i feel like going forward like every week i'm gonna be like who had hot dog legs 
So far, yeah. it's just Matt Riddle and L.A. Knight. <laughs> Did you have any other uh, observations or feelings, non-hot dog observations or feelings about this one? I noticed, I don't remember what they were saying exactly, but I really noticed that Cole and Graves were bickering a lot during this match. And I don't, like I said, I don't remember what they were saying, but as they were announcing it, they were just bitching at each other a lot. And I thought that was kind of funny. Mm. I like that. I like when, I like when announcers fight. I know. I do too. Not announcers, uh, commentators fight. It brings me joy. But that's all I really had. The only other thing I had for this one is I feel like, I feel like the way Wade Barrett feels about LA Knight is the way that we feel about Edge. Like, absolutely. Everything he does is perfect. Everything he does is unquestionably the best, like. It yes. made me happy. I like I like that wrestling people can feel that way about other wrestlers. It's great. Which is fine, but whereas, you know, like Wade Barrett's taste is questionable here with LA Knight, our mm-hmm. taste is perfect. We Obviously. Are correct. Obviously, yes. Uh, we would never fall for a man with hot dog legs, except when we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I... <laughs> I can't. I absolutely cannot. It is like, I can't. So I can't remember if we've discussed this in the past or not, but I can't really picture things in my head very well. I I don't think we have. I really struggle to visualize things. And I just, man, F you because hot dog legs, I can visualize (laughs) and I, I hate it. Do you just imagine like, like little legs with no feet on the bottom? They're just like the little hot dog you know, puckered yeah. anuses. Um, yes. Yeah. How does it keep getting worse? <laughs> That's something you've asked yourself every year of our friendship. That is actually accurate. Yes. Just how does it think. keep getting worse? Just when you think you found the bottom, there is a deeper bottom and it's just terminating in a hot dog anus. Claim that kink. Oh, okay. On that note, on that note, we're going to talk about something that has nothing to do with pork products or beef products or any kind of sausage. That's fine with me. Uh, it, we were going to if it wasn't fine with you. You've lost all of your privileges <laughs> due to hot dog legs. <laughs> um, what do we think about Bray Wyatt backstage on SmackDown having his 400th crisis of the month? <laughs> Is this the one where he's like screaming at that poor random dude yes yes i felt so bad for that guy i was like what is happening the look and also as soon as i saw him i was like well obviously he's not gonna wrestle again no of course not we're just gonna yell at random passerby like an absolute karen that's what we're gonna do the look on that man's face while bray wyatt is yelling at him is the look that i get on my face when my husband tells me about dungeons and dragons and I'm just like, okay. He looks so confused. Okay. That, yep. That's that's great. I don't know what a D20 is, and I have no idea what you're talking about, but great. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> yeah. I felt really bad for that guy. But I'd be happy to explain any of those uh, Dungeons and Dragons thing to you sometime if you want. I'd make the same face. That's just... Okay. That's I fine. appreciate it, though. I also like... Okay, I was laughing kind of hard. We've been talking about some gendered things on this week's episode, so I want to bring up another one. I love that Bray was like, I'm not the type of person who likes to share my feelings. My good man, what the hell do you think you've been doing these past 19 years? I know. I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, I'm, like, trying to wade through your feelings currently. 
it keeps getting deeper, I will probably drown. Yes, like, my brother in Christ, we have spoken of nothing but your feelings. And I mean, good for That's you. That's what I'm saying. Process it, but... It was like last week, I was like, he's campaigning to be the manic pixie dream boy, right? Like, yeah. he feels too little or too much. I don't like to talk about my feelings. <laughs> I'm, I don't like drama, and then goes on to create all of the drama. Yes. I feel like now that you say that, he and Johnny Gargano need to come together in some sort of rat king of I don't like to talk about my feelings and I don't like drama, but they are the two people that absolutely do those things the most and they're just a nightmare in their friends group. They have a burn book that only they know about and someone's yeah. going to find it. Pay good money to read that burn book. It'd be great. Right? To see what magazine cutouts they use to paste in for like various wrestlers. Just a couple of hot dogs. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I had to bring you know it what? back one more time. As I've said so many times, this is the final episode of Wrestling is for Girls. I hope you guys have enjoyed it because I haven't, not a single time, thanks oh. to hot dog legs. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hope I haven't ruined Matt Riddle or Ellie Knight for you. Forever. I mean, no one can ruin Matt Riddle for me. No one. Okay, good. Except Matt Riddle, which I'm sure eventually one day he will. Yeah, the shine might might rub off. So, I could think it was the shiny hot dogs. Um, I'm sorry, that really wasn't a hot dog reference that time. I forgive you. So I know um, you experienced a personal blow also during SmackDown for Natalia, one of your favorites, when she experienced an injury. It, I mean, so like Shayna Baszler charged at her and kneed her in the face and... At first, I was like, it looks like she really hit her in the face. But, you know, the angle is like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, her nose was like, just like spewing blood. So I think, like, I, I didn't look it up, but I, I assume she broke her damn nose. Mm -hmm. Like I believe she did break her nose. Can you make a person's nose bleed that much without having broken it? I don't know. Not without copious amounts of cocaine, you can't. <laughs> I just feel so bad for her. It's like okay we're carting you out for another match we're gonna get your ass kicked and this time we're breaking your nose Ugh. i felt very bad for her because i felt bad on a couple fronts one i like natalia i think she's really really good at what she does i think she doesn't get enough credit for it but then the other side of that is i really love Shayna baszler and was like kill her kill her Shayna." <laughs> And I'm kind of into this weird, like, Ronda Rousey is extremely mean, and she's like the bad kid in an after-school special who's like, she is. shove a stick in her bike tire. Yeah. Knock her down the stairs, you know, like, she's mean. And Shayna just wants to be, like, accepted by the mean kid. Yeah, she just wants a friend, you know, a really mean friend. How inevitable do you think is the match between Rhonda and Shayna because I feel like that would be so good it's profoundly inevitable and it's like one of the only things that makes me care about Ronda Rousey I feel is like hoping she gets her sh shit rocked by Shayna Baszler yes also I really I really like your use of gets her shit rocked because that's really what I want to see happen to her it's just like a visceral ass kicking and that's the most mm -hmm. beautiful way to describe it, I can think. Like, yeah, like 
I just, and I also want to see her wrestle more people who kind of meet her where she is stylistically. Yeah. I, you know, I think Shayna Baszler getting in the ring with her is uniquely positioned to be like, okay, let's do this your way. Right. So. Yeah, I agree. Because she was an MMA person, right? So they're both mm -hmm. just like, can do lots of high kicks and whatnots. Right. And like, make it look really legit. I don't know. Like I've, I've always been a big Shayna Baszler fan ever since NXT. So I am excited to see her getting involved in this picture. Even I am sorry to say if it's at the expense of Natalia's nose. It's okay. Poor Natalia. We're thinking about you and your nose. There was also kind of this great moment. And I promise I'm not trying to turn this into a Wade Barrett podcast, but there was this kind of great moment, and I'm paraphrasing extensively here, where Michael Cole is like, what happened to Shayna Baszler? Like, why'd she stop winning all the time? And remember, we can't say because Vince didn't find her fuckable. You have to come up with something else. And like right. Wade Barrett kind of finessed it really well. Like, oh, you know, she's so good, but it was a change of pace. And when you come to the main roster, I was like, I would have probably just been like, I don't know. And that's why I'm not fit for commentary. <laughs> I can't work the commentary desk at all. You'd be like, ask dad. Ask dad. It's probably on him. Send him a letter. That's what I do. And I mean, sure, he never answers, but you know, you have a better shot than I do, buddy. Yeah, I, uh, you're absolutely right about that with Shayna Baszler. Like, she wasn't the uh, cutesy super vixen. So she got buried. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to reduce everything to that. I think there's there's got to be lots and lots of reasons for everything that happens in the wide world of wrestling, but it feels like I like to way. think so. Yeah, me I like too. to hope so. <laughs> so sinister. <laughs> on, uh, on that deeply sinister note, was there anything else SmackDown related you wanted to get into i don't want to rush you on to crown jewel no i'm happy to move on to crown jewel i did want to say though that there was that that squash match that i wanted your well i i, I assume your thoughts were this is stupid and i hate it let's move on so i mean that's i, I that's know you love those that's usually my thought but i mean we're talking about Braun running through a pack <laughs> of men right i'm like i didn't forget yes. like a so I knew you were going to ask me about this and I was hoping you wouldn't because it makes me into a total hypocrite. Oh no. I love when he barrels through groups of people. <laughs> I don't know why that's different for me, but it is. It's so different. It's funny. Like it's just, I, he just plows through them. I think it's the loss of the pretense of a match at all. It's just like, yeah, they're pins. He's a bowling ball. It's, it's on. Yeah. I, I didn't really that. have anything else to say about that, but I, I smiled when that happened and I was like, I wonder what Abigail's going to say about this. Thank you for keeping me accountable on this issue. <laughs> you always keep me guessing. So it's a great, it's a great surprise. It's because my preferences aren't consistent. They're just not. It's okay. We're allowed to change. So we especially are here, especially here. That's right. You know, that's a, I think that's a really good point. This is a safe space for you to learn to like new things and learn to hate new things. And mm -hmm. start to hate old things and start to love old things and just kind of exactly. find yourself in wrestling fandom. It might change week to week, day to day. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's all good. That's all right. I mean, God knows wrestling changes often enough. Amen. So with that, I think uh, it's time to travel uh, far across the seas 
to Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel 2022. Woo! I know, I think I don't want to speak for you, but I I feel like we went into this one with sort of like not the highest expectations. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Neither of us had ever seen a crown jewel before. We had sort of mixed emotions about crown jewel's existence in general. Mm-hmm. Once the card was announced, we felt more excited about it. Absolutely. And then I enjoyed it. I did too. Do you want to give it a star rating? Like if you had to do out of five stars, what would you what would you give it? Three and a half. You know, three and a half seems very fair to me. I am also going to come in at a three and a half. Exceeded expectations, but some things were kind of how I expected them and were bleh. I agree. So I know we both wanted to talk about Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Yes. Do you, uh, do you want to kick us off here with your thoughts? I have a question. And it's just going to keep coming up all the time. So they actually want me to like Brock Lesnar now, right? Like I'm supposed to like Brock Lesnar. (laughs) I mean, I know this is really upsetting, but I think historically, even when he's a heel, you are supposed to like Brock Lesnar. Like you're supposed to be excited for Brock Lesnar. Okay. I know it doesn't work for me either unless he's like driving a tractor. Yeah. I mean, I definitely am warmer regarding him than I mm-hmm. was ever before. But I don't know. I think he's been tanning. He was tanning before he came. Like, yes. Lots of wrestlers do the spray tan. I'm pretty sure Brock Lesnar straight up was in a tanning bed or out in the sunshine somewhere because he looked like sunshine tanned. Mm hmm. And I'm not used to seeing him like that because usually he's just very red. Yeah, yeah, he's a ruddy man. Yeah, but this was very tan. I think that's accurate. And I don't I don't know if that's better or worse. I guess like it's worse for his health than the spray tan, but aesthetically <laughs> it's better than the spray tan because it's not so orange. It's true. I think the match itself was really pretty brutal, mm-hmm. which is not surprising. I mean everything leading up to it promised a really brutal match. Um, I thought now at one point Brock was selling that he had a hurt knee. Yes. Now I was willing to believe that his knee was hurt. I thought he was doing a very good sell. So I don't know if his knee is actually hurt or if he was just like being a good actor. I mean, I feel like this may be one of those, like, he's selling the unfathomable power of Bobby Lashley moments. Okay. But, okay. you know, to be fair, that's to his credit, right? Because I, too, was like, wow, that looks like dude got hurt. So. Mm-hmm. It seems like that would be hard to remember in the moment. Like, okay, uh, I need to remember that I have a, you know, my toe is busted or something. Like, got to hop on that. Got to hop on that foot. <laughs> I would never. Try- Remember all the moves. Remember what happens next. Get the toe. I would forget. I would 100%, 100%. forget. Yeah. Or I'd like limp on the wrong leg. Yes. Or yes. randomly start pretending that my left arm was injured and people would be like, what's going on with her? She's struggling. 
It's like when Seth Rollins had his ribs wrapped after uh, Clash at the Castle, and yeah. then like the next week it was fine. And I was like, "Like, do you just have like super healing skills? Because I'm pretty sure broken ribs take a while, buddy." He's Wolverine. I, I know. I was say, he's like he's an X Man. Uh, I have another question though about about Brock Lesnar. Okay, what is the point of his hair? I mean, you have to ask Brock Lesnar that. What do you it, think the point of his hair is? Fashions. It's like a tiny island on the top of his head. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and like he keeps it in like a little braid or a little pony. But I'm like, do you wear that down? If he wears it down, it's got to look insane. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't He's think just got to wear it up him. all the time. Yeah, I think, you know, it's like, I think when it's sort of done up the way he does it, his little braid, you know, it's a, I think it plays into his redneck hipster aesthetic really well, you know, I dislike it. I mean, I don't like it either. Just because I think it's, it's doing what he wants it to do does not mean that I approve of it. I just want to make sure I'm on the record as dislike. <laughs> Let it be known that when they asked for our preferences on Brock Lesnar's hair, you said nay. Yep. I did. <laughs> I will I will make a note of that going Thank forward. You. Welcome. <laughs> I That's um, all I had about that. I have a favorite moment from this match, Ooh, even though it didn't go the okay. way I wanted it to. So at one point, Brock is like in this like full Nelson. Bobby has him in this hole. And I desperately wanted him to cartwheel out of it. Ooh. Like, just, like, flip right out of it. And it didn't happen. So I didn't get my cartwheel. And that was extremely sad. But while Brock was in this hold, he absolutely looked and sounded like he was fighting the gnarliest shit of his life. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm not a pro at how to communicate the feelings that you're feeling. But I guess, like, maybe that's not such a bad way to do it. Like, we've all been in that struggle. So your pain is relatable. That's and true. I, I guess maybe it's maybe it's the same kind of desperate, helpless feeling that he felt trying to get out of that hold. He needs a laxative and, like, yeah. just some time on his own to really get through it. Fiber. He's got to have some fiber. It can't all be meat, Brock. I'm sorry. <laughs> The paleo diet is ruining your life and your colon. I don't know that yeah. Brock Lesnar follows a paleo diet. I don't want to make any <laughs> claims to that effect. We can assume that. <laughs> I mean, he, he looks like a paleo dude, but. Why not assume that? That's fine. Brock, let us know. Uh, if you're listening, let us know what you're eating. We're just really interested. Yeah, I, I'm dying to know. I don't know. Does he have a. Does he have a podcast? He seems like a guy who would have a podcast. I don't think he does, but I don't know. You know, we'll have to look into that. I think I'd listen to his podcast if he did. Like, I'd just be kind of curious. Talking about life on the farm. I think he lives on like a ranch or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. As far as I know. I love that idea. But I... Yeah. But he does, he does a good job of selling. I think I kind of sometimes don't expect Brock Lesnar to like, I mean, he's been wrestling a long time, but I guess sometimes I still think of him as like, not a wrestler and so i don't expect him to sell things very well and he really does sell things well so i guess i i guess i'm just so used to him being like hulk smash everywhere that he doesn't really have to sell things and right. so i'm not used to him that's one thing i like about him like 
like fighting Bobby Lashley is like Bobby Lashley can throw Brock Lesnar around, which is not something that a lot of wrestlers can do. So it's kind of fun to see him against the ropes, literally or metaphorically. Yeah, I, I think that's really fair. And I feel like his early work was not defined by a spirit of generosity for his fellow wrestler. You know, yeah. and when you see him selling something and making it feel legit, it's like, okay, yes, that is a generous way to proceed here. So I maybe he realized it was like in his best interest to, you know, participate. I hope so. I hope we can all experience that kind of character development. I'm working on it. Oh my gosh. I'm not even trying. That's for you are. People. You just don't know it. It's <laughs> happening for you. It's effortless for you. You just develop. Oh, wow, you feel really bad about the hot dog legs thing, don't you? No. I mean, this was yeah. like a really nice thing to say. So I assume it was some sort of veiled apology. <laughs> hot dog legs oh, forever. You don't feel bad. <laughs> I, I feel... I'll just try to t tone it down a little. That's sweet. I feel like my takeaway from this match is it was not exciting or suspenseful. Like it was, it was exciting to watch the brutality unfold, yep. but it ended exactly how I thought it would end. We also um, got our first Survivor Series War Games promo. I missed it. Yeah, I mean it was brief. It, it wasn't a wasn't a huge thing, but it was very exciting for me because I am already very, very, very ready for this pay per view. Can you please tell me about it? Because I think I was probably getting more pizza. <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically just like selling what it is, introducing okay. it. I mean, they're framing it in an NXT framework because they did it there. So sort of like, you've seen this before, maybe, but just in case you haven't. <laughs> um, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's a solid, it is a solid preview of what's to come, I think. I'm kicking myself because okay. I can't remember the name of the song i want to say it's i want to say the name of the song is war pigs oh you know what i'm talking yeah. about it is war pigs yeah. i was busy complaining about how i hate that song <laughs> so i missed i was just like bitching about it because i was really mad that like they were like quote unquote rhyming masses with masses and that's always bothered me about that song it drives me crazy and I've just never been an Ozzy Osbourne fan yeah it's, it's lazy lyricism I get that so anyway okay yes I caught the very end of that when I heard that song but so I, thank you for summing it up I do think the song works in the con I, I know you hate it oh no it's I fine it's fine for what it is I appreciate why people like it mm -hmm. I just I've never been into Black Sabbath I totally get that. Not everything is, not everything works for everyone. I'd probably be one of those assholes. I don't even know if I count as one of the assholes. I don't know how Black Sabbath fans feel about when Dio was the lead singer of Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like one of those things where like, it sucked, we don't talk about that, you know, like. <laughs> but I'd probably be the one that likes that version of Black Sabbath better than any other version. I like that you're willing to give these hot takes. Not a hundred percent sure of their heat level, but you're willing, willing to put it's it out true. there. It's true. It could be a mild take. I'm not sure. People could just be like, well, "This is old news. Move on." So I feel like not a hot take at all. Um, our women's tag team match was pretty freaking sweet. So awesome. So I know it was awesome. only the second match. I was like, "This is the best match of the night so I far." Know. But I think it ended up being one of the best matches overall. 
I am I'm not going to skip ahead, but I am going to say I think women really held down the card. Yes, at this pay per view, I agree. But this I am, was yeah terrific, so good. So, I wanted to say. I want to talk about their outfits because I know I had wondered about what they wore when they wrestled because I had never seen one. You had told me once it was like a full body situation. And I, I liked the costumes they came up with. I thought damage control looked like what people in the sixties thought futuristic astronauts would look like. And I mean that in a compliment as a compliment, like they, it felt very spacey to me and um, I think, was it Bailey's outfit? One of them, I wrote down somewhere, someone else's outfit reminded me that they, like, they felt like they were a stock car driver. Mm. It was Bailey later. Bailey. It was Bailey yes. in her match later. Oh. I kind of, you, I know how, you know how we talked about them looking like Jim and the Holograms and then the Misfits? Yes. I felt like they switched for this and damage control with the Holograms. And Alexa and Asuka were the misfits. Yeah. Which is only fair. Everyone should get a chance to be either one. Synergy. I agree. Synergy. I think. <laughs> um, but the match was. I I loved it. I had so much fun watching the match. Um, I feel like it was. I don't know what expectations I had, but it exceeded whatever expectations I had, Mm -hmm. I guess. I think because up to this point, I had been kind of not, I mean, I find Alexa Bliss and Asuka more interesting than Dakota Kai and Eosky, but I think that's because Dakota Kai and Eosky haven't been, I don't know, they haven't had as much chance to shine, maybe. I'm not sure what I'm going for there, but like this match was like, much better for me to see them as like very good wrestlers no i think that's fair i think i think in this match you really got everybody had a moment to shine i know the last time we saw them in competition i was like eo is just standing out for me and she and oscar are really but here i thought everybody had their moment and i also like i realize that sometimes i don't give alexa bliss enough credit like she's really great she just yeah. had a few spots during this match. I was like, you are really great. Yeah. Um, but everybody had their moment to shine and contributed to making this, I would say, like tied for match of the night. So, yeah, I agree. Only only one disappointment for me is that there was sort of like the dirty finish, you know? Yeah. Uh, I I want to like Nikki Cross but I'm getting annoyed with her running out and ruining everything. All the time. Yes. Like it's like, stop messing things up. Nikki, be yourself. Stop messing other things up. Don't mess up a men's match. Let me have these matches. Like, yes, yes go be foul. What Brock Lesnar is doing. It's fine. So it was a tough act to follow, but I think that Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross followed it well. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel that Drew adequately represented you and the people of Scotland as a whole? I never felt more Scottish than in that moment. 
That's really beautiful. You can hear the bagpipes playing <laughs> in my heart. I uh, I had a giggle moment because I don't know if this has been all the time. I don't spend a lot of time staring at Drew's trunks when he's wrestling or a his likely story. Pants. But he had like little like little plaid on his tiny pants. Has he always had little plaid on his tiny pants? Uh, you know, I actually don't spend any time staring at his tiny pants, unlike some people. So, no, Allegedly. I have no idea. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I noticed it this time, and I was like, look at that tiny plaid on his tiny pants. It was cute. <laughs> That's delightful. Uh, so, Scarlet, a.k.a. Pinhead. Yeah. A.k.a. Trying out for the Judgment Day. I feel like she needs to just be in the Judgment Day. I know. I feel like eventually she's going to be like, babe, look, I love you. And it's been a good run, but I want to be in the Judgment Day. Like, she's got the spikes. She's mm -hmm. got the black vinyl. She could totally do it. I feel like they need another member. I think so. And I feel board. like I feel like she's got she's got the attitude for the Judgment Day. She does. I also feel like her outfit was one of the best examples of malicious compliance I have ever seen in my life. Explain. So malicious compliance is when you you do everything to the letter of the law exactly how you were asked, but perhaps not in the spirit of how you were asked. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I will I will cover my body from like, you know, neck to ankles a hundred percent i will cover it in skin tight black pvc but i will cover it <laughs> i was so curious when she came out i was like how is she doing this what's gonna happen what's it gonna look like i can't wait and she did not disappoint she looked awesome those spikes were my favorite yes she never disappoints as far as i'm concerned i think i like her more than i like carrying cross just because she's so weird uh -huh. and out there and like I mean, mm -hmm. she literally wore pinhead eye makeup. I, She's the coolest. And she does that, like, lip sync thing. Yes! She's so Which nuts. I, <laughs> I find it a little silly, but I also find it endearing now. Mm -hmm. Like, now I'm like, okay, I'm on board with this. <laughs> like, it took me a minute, but now I like it. I think part of it for me is that I want to feel that free to be that silly in my day-to-day -day life. Like, I want to embrace my weird half. I know. I'll just, like, wear some face spikes to my next meeting oh my gosh yes please corporate face spikes <laughs> um it's funny that you said that about liking her more than Carrie and cross because i had i wrote in my notes honestly i find her more compelling than i do Carrie and cross which is not a stretch for me we know i'm not a huge Carrie and cross fan but yeah well you are kicked out of the carrying cross fan club which i guess is okay by you you're not going to be super sad about yeah. that that's fine there was a moment when uh, Wade was talking and <laughs> he said, he said, Drew McIntyre is not the kind of pussy cat, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, just, I thought he was just going to stop after pussy. I was just like, wow, he's really going for it. But he said, pussy cat. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. And I was like, cracking myself up because I don't know why my brain just likes to end sentences where I think they should end instead of listening to what the other person is actually saying. I mean, that's how like 90% of human communication works. So I don't think you should feel bad about that or question it too much. <laughs> okay. Thank you for alleviating my guilt. There was also another great moment of commentary from Michael Cole 
where he said, we've seen what carrying cross can drive Drew McIntyre to do. Yeah. Yeah, we have, Michael. Wink. Yeah, we have. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that one, but that's delightful. It was pretty great. I also, so I know you don't love carrying cross as much as I do, but there was a great moment where he like, was basically like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. And I was like, okay, just like announce it. Just announce, just tell him what you're going to do. Like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to kick you. I'm going to do some actual wrestling moves on you. I'm going to choke you with a rope. And you need to know that it's happening. And Drew's like, all right, dude, I know. I know. Well, and at one part, he was breaking up with Drew when he said, my world. And you're not part of it anymore, Drew. So they're broken up. They, uh, they've been a real bodice ripper from start to finish. And, uh, I hope this isn't the end. I don't want this. Like what my notes say, is this feud over all caps? I hope not. (laughs) I am with you. I hope not as well. I do have to say like the one moment where Scarlett was like the distraction, Mm. like the official distraction. Yes. I thought that felt a little forced to me and a little bit silly because it's like, she's just like standing there kind of doing nothing. And he's like looking at her like, okay, waiting for something. I don't know. It just felt very weird. I was like, okay, we don't, we don't have to do this every single time. Like she did the pepper spray. It's fine. But, um, I, I really enjoyed how it ended. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's going to be now like a wedge between Carrion and Scarlet, mm, maybe like, like is Rhea gonna leave Judgment Day, and Scarlet takes her place? I mean, those are impossible shoes to fill, but interesting to think about. I I like the potential. Is. thinking about that. I mean, I don't think it'll happen, but it's fun to think about. No, I I think it is. I feel like, you know, they haven't been with us that long, or they haven't been with me that long. Because I know, like, they were with the company, they got released, they came back. But, like, I- I'm very interested to see where they are going, whether it's more with Drew or on to something else. I'm I'm very interested to see. Is there anyone you would like to see him feud with? Mm, that's such a good question. I think I'm having a hard time picturing anything past Drew because it feels unfinished to me. Okay. But maybe... Am I restricted to SmackDown or can I have my, can I have my choice? Whatever. There's so much bleed over. It doesn't matter. You know, I'd kind of love to see him with his really weird over the top gimmick, have a rivalry with Seth Rollins with his completely differently weird (laughs) over the top gimmick. So it's just like maximum (laughs) insanity at all times. I think it would get annoying really quick, but I'd be here for it. That would be fun. I'd watch that. Yeah, I, I feel like they could bring out the best in each other. <laughs> also, that would be great. I just wanted to issue one correction about what you were saying earlier about this match. Oh no! What did I, what happened? It's, it's not pepper spray. It is a law enforcement grade mace. Oh, sorry. <laughs> TM Jillian. TM. <laughs> I mean, you'd think with like her swanning about the building with like all of this like eye irritant mm-hmm. that. They would have milk at the ready because you're supposed to use milk to like fix these things. Yes. And they're trying to pour water in his eyes. And it's like, come on, guys. That's not how this works. Have you learned nothing, you assholes? (laughs) (laughs) I love that it's always refs that are coming to help right away, too. It's never like 
medics unless they've planned it for medics. Someone <laughs> with a carton of milk. Like refs coming in with the first aid kit. I love wrestling. What if what if it had been a returning Seamus, friend of Drew, and man who looks like milk, bringing him a <laughs> Just, pint of milk? That would be adorable. <laughs> be pretty great. I was kind of hoping he would show up. I know. I always am too. But, but it's okay. He's you know he's got to enjoy his time away. He's got to enjoy his lady and their new life together. I agree. Absolutely. Was there anything else about this match that you know we had certainly been waiting for with bated breath? Before we move no, I'm on. just very pleased that Drew won. Makes me happy. Me too. He really deserved it, right? Like he's been through so much. He earned it. He did. Proud of great. him. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of Scotland. And he's so tall. It took like two steps for him to climb down over the top of the cage. Like I just know. like boop, and I'm on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about Scarlet and the Judgment Day, but the Judgment Day and the OC. Um, there was, there was a particular moment that isn't really in the match. It's before the match when, uh, we talked about Rhea paying tribute to the late great Beth Phoenix. <laughs> Rhea, you're such an asshole and I love you. That's amazing. <laughs> I thought her hair looked super cool. I did too. Like it was, I mean, as tributes to the dead go, it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't have a lot to say about that match because it was just like a really good match and it was solid and like it kind of went how I thought it would go. Like mm -hmm. there was fuckery and Rhea looked super cool and the end. I feel like we're still really playing up the um, tension, romantic or otherwise, between Finn Balor and AJ Styles. Like they're still kind of center staging it with their rage which makes sense right like they're the they're the catalyst right now but i like that i'm into that they're never going to get over each other that you know there's everybody has that one person right and for most of us we will never have to wear extremely tight pants and fight them in public but for some people <laughs> that's your fate it's really tough <laughs> we might have to wear gloves with our initials on them I guess it's not his initials. It just says PI, right? Yeah. P1. Phenomenal, phenomenal one. one. Yeah. P1. <laughs> like I mean, PI is like private investigator. Okay. I, I am like waiting for private investigator AJ Styles angle where like he wears a brown raincoat and a fedora and he's always got a cigar, but he never smokes it. And refuses to investigate certain things he doesn't believe in. Like. Yeah. Well, the earth is flat. I don't need to look into that. That know, one's pretty much like been that. solved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. There was a great moment during this match where, like, everybody had somebody on their shoulders. Yes. Like, I can't remember the configuration. And I was like, are they going to have a chicken fight? Oh, my That's what I God. <laughs> chicken fight. I was so excited. And then it didn't happen. It's like, why would you tease that? Why would you act like that was going to happen and then not do it? Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I also, um, I feel like Rhea is getting closer and closer to fighting a dude. I just desperately, desperately want that to happen. Now, I know on Raw, we threw a little cog into the gears there with a capable yeah, which... opponent. But, I mean, I just feel like we're getting there. We're getting there. I have to keep hoping. And I'm hoping that she's pushing for it. I assume she is pushing for it. 
I mean, she could destroy so many dudes. Mm-hmm. I like to I believe that's why the universe has put her here. Yeah. To destroy dudes for our entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm paying to see. At the beginning of the match, you know, Michael Cole was doing the very standard, like, what is Dominic Mysterio doing? Why is he letting her do this to him? Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, again, I am 100% paraphrasing here, but I feel like Wade Barrett's response was like, IDK, Michael, like, he's a man. Maybe he just wants to fuck. Let him do it. He's a man now. (laughs) I was like, you really, you cut to the heart of the issue, Wade, and I appreciate that. (laughs) It, the the commentary around Rhea is really interesting because they say she's like they've all been bewitched by her. Yes. Or so she's like either a witchy woman or some kind of dominatrix or slash mommy or she's just a beast. Like it's really interesting how they talk about her because she embodies so many different aspects of I don't know femininity on some level. I guess. Yeah, and I I think I think they don't have a bucket to put her in. Like wrestling ladies often come in buckets. Like mm-hmm. she's a temptress. She's a witchy woman. She's cute and perky. You know, like there's there's all these little categories that you can slot into. And Rhea yes. does not slot into any of them and she has a lot of attributes that I think we've previously outside of China really attributed only to men in the wrestling mm-hmm. industry. So it's like, man, let's treat her better than we treated China. Let's keep treating yeah. her better, you know? But it's interesting. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. RIP China. RIP China. I feel like we give her a tribute like every third episode, and I'm super comfortable with that. I never actually saw her wrestle, but... I didn't get to see her wrestle enough, but it was pretty great. She paved the way for a lot of what is happening now. So, yes. I'm high-fiving her in my mind. It's like uh it's like a high-five in heaven. Oh, it's kind of nice when you think about it. So, one thing that did not excite me as much as Rhea Ripley excites me. The Braun Strowman and Omos match. <sighs> Let's uh let's roll up our sleeves and get into this one. <laughs> so I mean we talked a lot about this match last week and I mean not necessarily even about the match but about the portrayal of Omas and yes. Braun and like this match was such a weird letdown. Mm-hmm. Like it was like Omas is doing a bunch of ass kicking stuff and then Braun just picks him up and throws him down and the match is over. Yeah. Yeah. It felt squashy to me. And kind of like kind of ludicrously so because it seemed like Braun was going to have to really fight back to get the win and then it was like I'm really tired of doing this guys let's just call it. Yeah like his ass had been handed to him. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, I've got it together. Like, what? Like, okay, yeah. maybe, but I don't know. The way the whole match had been going, it just seemed kind of like a really weird, unfair, incorrect way for it to go. 
it was disappointing in a number of ways. I don't think there was ever going to be a match here that I found that exciting. No. But it it let me down despite that. I wanted I wanted everything to be better than it was. <laughs> I know. I did too. And I, nothing on Omas. I mean. He was like, fine. It's just. Okay. I don't know. It, you're going to talk about these two titans. Like. Yes. Flashing in the ring. Smash, smash, smash. It's like. Okay. Make it smashier for longer then. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay. Omas kicks Bron's ass for a while. Then have Bron kick Omas's ass for a while. I don't know. Try to balance it out. If they're supposed to be so hardcore. And if you're going to, so then if it's going to be like, oh, well, Braun was just so badass that he could just take down anybody and Omas was no match and it was all talk. And it's like, that's fine too. Then don't let Omas kick his ass for 10 minutes. Like just have him be destroyed right away then if you're going to go with that. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like very, I was getting mixed signals. I think that's exactly it. I feel like. Sometimes you got to look at these matches that are basically just set up to have two titans of sport fight each other. And I think mm-hmm. about like an, an 80s or 90s action movie. So you've got two kinds of fights, right? One is where your hero, whichever action hero it's going to be, is going to just demolish some dude with no real fight being put up, right? Like mm-hmm. other guy runs in, can't hold his own, and it makes our action star look incredible. The other mm-hmm. kind of fight is when the action star faces the final boss of the mm-hmm. movie, right? Like the big bad. And you have like one guy has an advantage. The other guy fights back and gets the advantage. And we go back and forth and we grapple, you know? And then like whoever is obviously our good guy is going to get the win. It's like that was what we were looking for, guys. Yeah. That's what we were looking for. Not like an inexplicable like. I don't know, Braun is just kind of tired and maybe has some food poisoning, so he's struggling. And then like, oh, and then he wins. Hooray. Yeah. Your um, sort of analogies or explanations of 80s fights really felt like a beautiful summary of Patrick Swayze's film Roadhouse. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) Greatest movie ever made. And I, yeah, I mean, that is an absolute compliment. Fucking classic. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You know, they're remaking that. What? They're remaking it. Yeah, I can't remember who they cast as the male lead. I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Not Patrick Swayze's ghost? I mean, that's the only acceptable option. Not Patrick Swayze's brother, who's like randomly in things sometimes? Don Swayze, is that his name? <laughs> I think it's Don Swayze. Uh, Don, 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 if you're listening, we are sorry and we support you. That's amazing. Oh my god, with Gyllenhaal? Oh wow. I think that's, okay. I mean, I'm maybe this is like a fever dream I had about it being Gyllenhaal. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Gyllenhaal. And I mean, like, I, I love so Jake Gyllenhaal, but no, and why, and no. <laughs> I just have so many questions. Right? Sam Elliott will reprise his role. <laughs> Yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. So uh, what do we have to say about our tag team match between the Usos and the Brawling Brutes? Not a bunch. Not a bunch. Um, Butch needs to cool it with the self-tanner. He was um, he was Triple H orange. He was all night so, long. He was orange. He was so he orange. He was orange. 
it was a fine match. I didn't really, I didn't really say a lot. I was glad the Usos won because I will take Usos over Brawl and Brutes. Brawl and Brutes are fine. I like Brawl and Brutes better when they have Sheamus. Yeah, yeah. I always miss Sheamus when he's not around. Yeah. I did not like that. I didn't like that Wade Barrett called Ridge Holland Big Ridgey. <laughs> that upset me, and I it's worse than hot dog legs, and I never want to hear it again. Big Ridgey? Big Ridgey. <laughs> That's really gross. That's why the ladies call him Big Ridgey, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. I got to pay closer attention to Wade Barrett. He's coming, He's got some gems. To be fair, though, I feel like the Wade Barrett beat is my beat for this podcast, you know, and I'm, I'm very, oh, okay. very pleased to keep doing it because I'm okay. doing research for our future union. So that works. <laughs> so if we don't have if we don't have a ton to say about this one, I think we're probably going to have quite a bit to say about uh Bailey and Bianca Belair. Hell of a match. Hell of a match. A co-match of the night for me. Yeah. It was it was great. Like golf cart insanity so good bailey looking like a stock car driver which i said before Mm -hmm. i will say this and this pissed me off to no end during the match that fucking ref could not count at a consistent (laughs) pace to save his life i was i was i was so mad i was just like he was counting so fast and sometimes and sometimes just like super slowly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't handle this anymore. I was so angry at yes. that ref. The pacing of the count was atrocious every time. It's like, what are you doing? Like, don't you have some like internal systems so that you just like, I don't know. Is this a thing they do always in last person standing matches? Like they count like assholes because I'm just, I, I, I'm up to here with it. I feel like there are a lot of ways to create drama in a match, and this is not it. It's like, not good drama. I'll tell no, you that much. It's a bad feeling. I, I feel like there are some, there are definitely some matches where I'm like, wow, that was really fast. Wow, that was really slow. This one, I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I'm confused. Yeah, I was not, I was not okay. I did love when Bailey was coming out and she just kept shouting, you're welcome at everybody. Yes. I love her so much. She's so good. She's really great. And I, I love the enmity she has going with Michael Cole. Yeah, I did. I wrote down, like, is Bailey versus Michael Cole the greatest wrestling rivalry of all time? Why does she hate him so much? I have no idea. <laughs> it's I have great. No idea and I love it. I don't. It's one of those things, like, I guess it's like, you know, the mysteries of faith and spirituality. I don't need to know why. That's true. I just need to take it in. <laughs> You think in real life everybody loves Michael Cole? Yeah, I think probably. I mean, he's been around forever. I think he's probably like an all right dude in real life. I hope so. I hope so too. What do you uh what do you think all this means for damage control? I mean, obviously this is a continuing text, but Well So they get their belts back right damage control has their belts back which saddens me and i should say what do you Um, think this means for them and bailey together as a unit i i i don't know that much is going to change with them i i know i had thought that maybe if bailey won and they 
the um eo and dakota lost that it would be like maybe bailey's like bye but i I don't know that lot's gonna change for them what do you think i think that they are i think they're at least together through survivor series war games right like they need each other for that um their dynamic is interesting to me at this point because i feel like and i guess this will bleed over a little into raw but like kind of seeing how things are playing out with them and now they're bringing in this new unstable force to be part of the whole thing it's like hmm hmm mm-hmm. i'm very curious about where this is all gonna go yeah i'm i'm also wondering i mean that this also bleeds into raw i guess a little bit but the you know the nikki cross coming in and always meddling with things with the tag team matches and then yeah i mean she shows up on raw again as well are they going to try and recruit her are i don't know like is bailey i mean i imagine bailey's just going to keep gunning for bianca right like she's Mm -hmm. pissed about not having her title so she's going to keep gunning which side note just side note during crown jewel they kept doing these like sort of packages and they did a whole thing on um charlotte did did you see that that i you know what i was probably making potato skins yeah so there's like this whole thing on charlotte so i'm sure charlotte's coming back at some point so is charlotte gonna swoop in and fight bianca and then bailey's like back burner i don't know so i feel like it's gonna be interesting because Charlotte does not immediately fit with team damage control for me. Mm-hmm. But then she and Bailey have a past because, you know, they came up at the same time and, you know, that's a rich yeah. text. Um, So I see, I guess I see her more like maybe making a surprise return to be part of team Bianca. But also like Ooh. when I think of Charlotte Flair, I don't think of team player. No, I don't either. Like, she's her own star in her own sky. So, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what might happen there. And I feel like in terms of Nikki, like, right now, she's on team damage control, right? Like, heading into Survivor Series War Games, she's going to have to be part of this stable, whether they like it or not. Yeah. And I think they're communicating that kind of well. Like, you know, everyone is a little uncertain about Nikki, which makes lots of sense. So a lot of, like, weird moving pieces going into this. Yeah, I agree. So That's all I had about that match. So do we want to, um, I know we had more Bray Wyatt. Is there anything else we want to touch on about Bray Wyatt at Crown Jewel? I had one word that I wrote down in all caps about Bray Wyatt, and it was enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that Fucking too. wrestle. Or get off the pot, man. <laughs> it's a beautifully mixed metaphor. <laughs> I just, it's like, come on, dude. Okay. Okay, we get it. Like, I don't, I I, we get it. It's I time. It's, seriously. It's been like, they've been teasing this for like two months now. Right. It's time. If not longer. If so that's longer. all I had to say. Enough, dude. Enough. So that leaves us with uh 
everyone's least favorite, or at least our <laughs> least favorite, Logan Paul versus yeah. one of my favorites and one of your like moderate likes. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Roman Reigns in our main event. Um. So one thing I wrote down is like when Logan Paul says I'm a disruptor, I feel like that's a weird entrepreneurial way of saying I'm a troll. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. and I, I that feel, I feel like that's fair. What are, what do you think about this match? I think a few things. I think Logan Paul did a lot of cocaine before he came out. <laughs> amped up. Totally amped he up. He looked insane. Yeah. Um, I think I will give him credit. I think he put on a great show. I, I yep. think that like dude pulled his weight for mm -hmm. sure. Um, he did not get as pummeled into the mat as I wanted him to, which made me kind of sad. Yeah. Um, but it was a very entertaining match. I mean, I don't think it disappointed at all. I I would have liked to have seen what could have happened without interference on either side. Yes. Just to see, like, how it would have gone. I mean, it definitely, right, we kind of predicted, and I think it was a foregone conclusion, like, that Roman Reigns was going to be, like, slightly shocked that Logan Paul could, like, beat him up a little bit like oh my gosh maybe i underestimated this guy like that wasn't like a shocking turn of events or anything no. but i think that logan paul's brother jake looks like that actor michael pitt who played um oh. what's his face in hannibal yeah um uh, mason verger. mason verger yeah i think he looks a lot like him he and does i don't like jake paul i don't want him to be near wrestling i wrote down that i might hate him more than logan paul that was so that was my thing too because i was like you know i'm always bitching about logan paul but i feel like i don't know that much about the paul brothers so i'm gonna look and um looking led me to learn that logan paul is a credit to the paul family yikes um at least you know in terms of the brothers i mean i can't say anything about their parents and that's none of my business but um, you know, Jake Paul's Wikipedia page is illuminating in terms of just dirtbaggery. Uh, I'm not surprised. I haven't looked it up, but yeah, I'm not surprised. It runs the gamut from like noise complaints to COVID-19 denialism to sexual assault allegations. So good I'm stuff. Just good say, stuff. There's gotta be sexual assault. In there. <laughs> that was on the bingo card for sure. Class act. Class act. Gross. I did I did write down, are we getting to Paul Brothers because I will quit? And I stand by that. I don't I absolutely don't want that. I I've also decided that I don't understand brother relationships. Like <laughs> I am not a brother. I have a brother, but I am not a brother. And so like I don't know. They just seem like weirdly intensely intertwined. Mm, and yeah. like not in a fun supernatural way but in like an uncomfortable <laughs> these two guys freak me out kind of way and they seem like the kind of guys that like would really love a purge night yeah yes yeah i feel like i feel like this weird emphasis on like brotherhood is maybe a problem of toxic masculinity that you can't form normal emotional bonds because like you can't relate to women at all because they're things 
Mm-hmm. He can't relate to other men because no homo, my dude. And uh, <laughs> now you are left with your brother. Yeah. And sure, he's Jake Paul, and that's unfortunate. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, did, I did read somewheres, MSN, I think that apparently Logan Paul, like, effed up his knees real bad. Yeah, I saw that. That is rough, and I do feel bad for him. I do. Well, they were like, well, it looks like he probably won't be at WrestleMania. And I was like, I'm sorry. My worst nightmare of him being at WrestleMania was a possibility. Like, I was really hoping that it wouldn't be. But, of course, they're going to, like, milk it for as much as they can. But now I'm worried that his dumb brother's going to take his place at <sighs> WrestleMania. And that's worse. Seriously, yes. Like, if that's the case. So I was torn between, like, wow, I feel bad for that dude. And, like, oh, shucks. But if that's the case, Logan, make a speedy fucking recovery because we're going to need you ready for WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't want that, but... I don't know how... I mean, he's probably going to have surgery in both knees. I would think so. I would definitely Uh... think so. The thing is, someone said like it was like halfway through the match where it happened. I didn't notice it, so either like he didn't feel it because of all the cocaine, or just like... (laughs) Stimulants (laughs) are a hell of a drug. He's just very good at, you know hiding it i don't know i didn't notice so i wonder if some of it is like you get so into because like we've seen wrestlers wrestle through really horrific injuries and i wonder if some of it is just adrenaline and you're focused on what you have to do and i one thing so like you were talking about that logan paul did a pretty good job here and i i think that's 100 percent true like he clearly takes his training seriously I think he also the, the weakness i see in him right now is he doesn't have a coherent in-ring story about who he is as an athlete so it's like spot 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 and they're kind of interconnected but not really and it doesn't make a lot of sense so i wonder if he's like so focused on nailing those spots and also feeling Mm -hmm. the adrenaline of the situation that he's like i ain't got no knees (laughs) i don't need no knees and then afterward he's like oh lord i needed my knees (laughs) i ain't got time to knee no time for knees that's probably it i mean I know maybe this they'll take this time to like develop a story for him. I don't know. Before yeah. it was just like, you were on my podcast. I talk shit about you. LOL. Let's wrestle. So I don't know. <laughs> maybe, you know, he's also a fan of Roadhouse. And in the immortal words of Dalton, pain don't hurt. <laughs> pain don't hurt. <laughs> just like Dalton. It's like the literal definition of pain is hurt. So you- I don't know what's going on, buddy. It's like, I know, I know that you are a thoughtful man who reads philosophy, Dalton, but I got to be honest, sometimes I think you're not as smart as you say you are. So do you think that there's going to be some, like, I told you so-ing from maybe the Usos to Roman or maybe Sammy will or something? Because they all try to tell him, like, one lucky punch. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, nearly lost the match. So I don't know, like what, or are they just going to be like, cool, you won. Forget about anything else that might have happened. You won. It's all that matters. So I feel like this is actually a pretty good segue into Raw because I think my analysis of that situation relates to that. So we know going, we know a couple things going into Raw. One, that Roman Reigns did in fact retain and prove that he's the head of the table and all this great stuff, but that he came pretty close. And 
I'm not, I swear to all that is holy, I'm not trying to take anything away from Logan Paul, but let's face it, losing to Logan Paul is not like losing to a former champion. It's not like losing right. to an up and comer. It's a social media guy, right? Now yes. you've got the Usos are going into this match with the New Day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a very good chance that the Usos may not retain. And I think that sets up a really ugly argument where, I mean, I feel like what's going to happen is it's going to be Sammy's fault that they don't retain or Jay will perceive it as Sammy's fault. Maybe Jay Mm -hmm. will get blamed for it. But it sets up this really nasty argument of like, well, you dropped the ball. You lost the titles. Well, you almost lost your title to Logan Paul. Right? And that's, that's a messy situation. What do you think about that? Do you think... I think you're really good at this. That's what I think. Really I think nice. that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought about it that way. I was so wrapped up in like the New Day and the Usos like cutting these promos at each other. Vicious. It was fucking awesome. Like it was so good and I was so torn because I was like, if it's coming down to New Day or Usos, I'm New Day all the way. Like, I'm absolutely going to go New Day on this, but like, I, I don't think they're going to retain either. I don't think they're going to let them break the record. Mm-mm. When is do you know do you know when the record's supposed to be like? So that's the thing. I, I think it's supposed to be like you know right after that match. So the match will be in, like right after in the, November. No, right or after the, the the SmackDown match this Friday. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Sorry. So it'll be like a down to the wire kind of thing. Okay. I think you're right. Yes. I'm very much looking forward to that match. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to stress me out the entire time. Oh my gosh. Yes. But yeah, I, I mean, it could go the other way too, right? Where they're like, well, they retain and now the new day has like a new quest, right? To get the, get the titles back. And then hold on to it so they can again be the longest running W. W. E. Chance. (laughs) So. Love it. It could go either way. And I think it would be fascinating either way. Yeah. I I feel like sometimes when there's a long promoing only segment, I kind of, I can start to lose interest. I didn't lose interest Mm -hmm. at all. Like Xavier Woods Mm -hmm. hates Nepo babies. And he wants the mm-hmm. Usos to know that they're Nepo babies. But then also, Absolutely. like, the Usos are so right about, like, the shitty origins of... I guess everybody was right about the shitty origins of the New Day gimmick. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. This is a ride. This is a ride. Yeah. So, and then Matt... I really liked... Oh, sorry. No, I'm go sorry. Ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Well, you were going to say Matt Riddle shows up, right? I was going to say Matt Riddle shows up and ruins everything in the worst setup for a six-man tag I have ever seen. I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Like, why Matt Riddle? Like, it made me, like, classic white dude ruining everything. I was like, like, leave this alone. So he rolls in, and the best line was when Jay just says, hey, Riddle, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That delighted me. Also, what, why is Matt Riddle dressed like Evil Knievel in tiny pants? I mean, Matt Riddle is ineffable. We can't know. Like, I think he's going to wear out his welcome. Although Jimmy did find him delightful, which I thought was funny. Jimmy is like 
me in professional settings, he can get along with anyone. <laughs> He's a people pleaser. He wants everyone to be happy. He's just like, yeah, okay, I will play the bongos with you if it just smooths this over. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't understand Matt Riddle. Though I was like, I think I, yeah. His, I'm surprised at how strong Matt Riddle is. Like it's nuts. The way he was just like throwing Usos around, like, I mean, I knew he was like a good wrestler, right? Watching the Seth Rollins fight pit, but like, this was a different level for him. Like, yeah. I was just like, how do you just, you can just throw these men around? Like, I'm not used to seeing him throw multiple people around. It was impressive. There's a lot of power in those shiny hot dog legs. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of power. power. <laughs> <laughs> Nourishing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't count out the hot dogs. Never. Never will I ever. <laughs> so That's all do, I had about that one. Do we want to talk a little OC and Judgment Day? Absolutely. I would like to say, though, there is one thing I wanted to make a remark about Baron Corbin. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Let's talk Baron Corbin. Very very briefly. As that I thought of this last time I saw him wrestle, and then I, it made me remind me tonight. He has these like tank tops that have the straps kind of like centered a little yeah bit. and they remind me of tank tops for like young girls <laughs> yes they do they absolutely do like there should be a screen print of a pony yes right under so the I'm just like i'm just thinking like i'm hoping like i want to give him the benefit of the doubt and he's doing something subversive here with like mm. you know traditional masculinity like i'm a big wrestling dude and i can wear young girl tank tops that are made for big wrestling dudes i don't know i just liked it and i wanted to comment on that is it gender trouble or did he like the tank tops that 98 degrees used to wear? Ooh. Mm. Inquiring minds want to know. Maybe I will also was... pen a letter to Baron Corbin this week. I was going to try and quote like a 98 degree song, but I hated them and I have no idea what they sang. I don't know any of their songs. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a loss. No, I think it's okay. I think it's all right. But yes, OC, Jugement Day. Hit me with it. Tell me all of your feelings have, and thoughts. I only have a few because, I mean, it's what I have to say has been said mostly about them from this evening. But Luke Gallows looked like he was made of ice. Did you see how shiny he was compared to everybody else? It was like he was melting. Listening, yes. It was too much for me. I, guess. I also hate his weird beard. You were overwhelmed. I understand. Sometimes the physicality of a man can do that to a person. Maybe he's going to end up with hot dog arms. We'll oh, see. Maybe. <laughs> Seems likely. Um, so they've, I mean, end of the match, they bring out, well, not end of the match, but Mia Yim. Yes. Right? I've never seen her before. I don't know anything about her, so I can't speak to her abilities or anything. I wish that she had red in her hair instead of blue so she would match the aesthetic, Ooh, but that's, that's not a good point. That's neither here nor there. Um, I absolutely don't think she's tougher than Rhea. I think Rhea could flatten her and snap her in half. Uh, I think they should have brought in another dude that Rhea could, you know, crush. Yeah. Both spiritually and physically. But I mean, I'll I'll see we'll see how it goes. She's probably a really good wrestler. She is. I like Mia Yim a lot. Um, she's very talented. Blue is kind of her signature. Like blue is her thing. Okay. 
So I, I can see her not wanting to change to red, but she really should have. I I don't feel like I buy her. And maybe this is because I haven't seen enough Mia Yim to buy her as the Rhea Ripley solution. Yeah. Like, do you know who I wanted it to be? Beth Phoenix. Oh. I mean, yeah. Bring in Beth Phoenix and have her avenge her man and avenge herself. That would have been great. I honestly thought because they had like shown you know the charlotte thing like yeah at crown i was like oh they're bringing back charlotte tonight all right but like like you said she's not a team player that would be a weird weird placement i was hoping like maybe becky becky yes Rhea would also snap her in half probably but i love becky and i want her to come back well i mean like but yeah i'm keeping an open mind i guess but right now i'm just like this seems unlikely it's the same i mean i i tend to think of Rhea as you know she's like godzilla she's the king of the monsters but there are plenty of movies where some other monster kicks Godzilla's ass. So, you know, I have to accept that that could be Mia Yim. And I'm willing to see where this goes. 100%. Me too. After after um, OC and Judgment Day, Seth dances his way in to uh, Baron Corbin's music for an open challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you uh what do you think about well I guess I shouldn't say after. So we have Seth and then who answers his open challenge but Vin Balor. Right. How how do we feel about what could have happened and how do we feel about it not happening? I was really sad about it not happening. Me too. And I want to I want to say like I've got this all mixed up so I'm like chronologically not explaining how it happened well just kind of stream of consciousing through this but like i was also really devastated that it didn't happen yeah i mean we can always back up too but right it turned into bobby lashley instead later on later on yeah right well it turned into a cluster after i was really i don't know i was like okay i the motivation for why finn answered the call was a little loosey-goosey but deeply petty they play you hurt my feelings two years ago (laughs) i just i didn't want to tell you about it then okay but i'm telling you about it now tell you aj says i don't talk about my feelings i bottle things up well not anymore (laughs) not anymore see aj i can change anyway (laughs) um but yeah i think I would have really liked to have seen that match. I don't know if I've ever seen those two wrestle each other. I don't think I have. And you know, I probably have and don't remember, but I would yeah. like to see it happen. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. I think that would have been fun. Yeah. And then like also give the Judgment Day a title. That'd be fun. Mhm. Mhm. Like they're just they're like lurking around and doing stuff, but they're I don't they haven't been given any chances for anything yet. I mean, I I feel like Logan Paul, they're disruptors. Yeah, but they're like disruptors in an actual way not in a gross logan paul way there are disruptors they're like they're trolls that belong yeah they're cool trolls that we like it's like it's like i mean i think i made this comparison last week it's like the shield the shield were total assholes but they were our assholes and we liked them yeah you know so they're insider assholes as opposed to outsider assholes all assholes should be insiders that's a serious injury if they're outside (laughs) (laughs) 
on uh on that note if you're comfortable with this uh more comfortable than with that discourse uh what do we think about uh bianca and friends and damage control and their fearless leader so i had this thought you know sometimes i like to think about the wwe as like an actual like the wrestlers are like actually doing all these things backstage so mm. they're waiting to come out or something right so bianca calls out damage control and damage control was like hanging out in a room somewhere there and they're like <laughs> oh my gosh so like one of them had to run and turn on their music yeah. and then come out so they could make their entrance appropriately because that's one of the things i love about wwe and this is probably all wrestling i guess is that like there always has to be the entrance right yeah. Like, even when someone's running out really fast to the ring, they play the entrance music. Like, I don't know. I really love that about it. It's such a strange, wonderful thing that, I don't know, it's like a special cue so everybody knows what's going on. But, um, I, that's a, that's a side note of like not really wrestling related, but I just like the idea that they're just, there's like, they are their characters all the time. <laughs> I like that idea too. I also like to imagine that there's like a dude with a walkie talkie, like watching everything that's going on. He's like talking to the guy in the sound production truck. Just like, this is not a drill. This is not a drill. They are in route. <laughs> Hit the button. The button. There's like a dude with Somebody a Somebody turn the button on. You know? Um, well, so Bianca has announced that she wants this over at war games. Yes. So we know this, this saga is continuing. I absolutely, my favorite part of that whole thing was Asuka and Io yes! sassing each other in Japanese. It was such a fucking delight. Like, I loved it so much because it was just like, it was a nice little spotlight for them. And it wasn't mm -hmm. like, I don't know, we don't, I mean, I'm sure lots of people watch wrestling understand Japanese. I do not. Right. But like, I didn't need to understand what was going on. I was just really enjoying watching those two go toe to toe. I feel like everything they do is perfect. Yeah, I know. And I wouldn't be real sad if coming out of this, we went into some kind of Eosky and Asuka rivalry that just lasted for freaking ever. That would be amazing. I also would totally love them to be tag team partners someday. I feel that like the too. shit they could pull would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like, like they can probably levitate. Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm willing to believe that they can do all things at this point because I love them that yeah. much. Do you have any, I mean, ugh, Nikki Cross again comes out and like poops all over everything. Yes. What's her deal? Like, is she with Bray Wyatt secretly? We don't know this and that's why she's being all bonkers trying to like sow, th sow seeds of doubt or is she just like, I want to go like again, why are you fucking with these guys? You're not fucking with anybody else. I just, you know. What do you think is happening? Well, I think they're the ladies to fuck with right now. You know, like this is this is where the interest is right now. And I feel like Nikki frustrates expectations, right? Like you want everything that she does to have meaning. But yeah. I don't think it does. I think that's like you either like that about Nikki Cross or you don't. And I think those are both super valid takes. Okay. To be frustrated by it or to be like, no, I, I love how unpredictable she is. I love that everything she does is crazy. Um, like, 
I think she's just one of those characters. It's like the things she does are not grounded in purpose of like, I want to be champion or I hate this person. So I want to undermine them. It's more just like, I'm on one and I'm having a moment and I'm going to do whatever. Okay. Those are my real sincere feelings about Nikki Cross. Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much. So yeah, I'm excited to see where this one goes like heading into war games. Cause I don't think it's going to get boring. I think it's just going to keep getting better and better and better as we approach that. I agree. I'm really looking forward to it to see. I don't know how they're going to resolve it. Cause there's like a lot of subplots happening. With yes. Them, so. And I, I uh, and I'm invested cause I love all of the people in it. Same. And I feel like right now we've got one spot on team damage control left to fill. And we've talked about that. But then we've also got the the two spots on Team Bianca. Now, I, I'm assuming one of those spots is for Candice LeRae, right? Once she comes back from having fucked around and found out and heals from her injury. <laughs> but, like, who – I'm so interested to see who these spots are going to go to. Like, I feel like in a way that I haven't been interested in something like that in a long time. So, I would love it to be Candice LeRae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who else are they going to pull in? Like some rando from NXT? I think it would be good. They like to do that. That's true. They do like to do that. And I get why they like to do that. That's a good way to bring somebody up. Mm -hmm. I feel like because of the way that Bianca won the title from Becky, I would love to see Becky on Team Bianca. That would be amazing. Because they left it in this sort of like mutual respect place where Becky was like, I got to stop being an asshole, man. A realization that I know I've needed to have a few times in my life. But <laughs> like, so I'd kind of like to see her come back and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll be with you through this because I respect you. So then maybe, yeah, then maybe Charlotte would show up. Maybe, yeah. Only time will tell. I just, I can't see like Becky without Charlotte. I don't know why that is. It's just like, I mean, well, they were fighting it out for so long, but like Becky... Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha. They mentioned Sasha Banks. I don't know right. if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, usually if a wrestler is not with the company anymore, they're kind of like, they never existed. <laughs> I feel like Sasha's coming back. I think so too. Which is, is good because she's a great competitor. Mm-hmm. I'm always a little like, okay, I like Sasha Banks, but I'm not like thrilled about Sasha Banks and I don't know why that is that's a me thing not a Sasha thing I don't think she's super great on the mic so it's she's not like an all-around super dynamo for me and so like I like watching her wrestle I think she's a lot of fun and I think she's great in tag teams but I don't think she's like an amazing storyteller or anything like that that's fair I have to, I have to think more about it and like I know when she comes back I'll be excited to see her but mm-hmm. I guess I'm just excited I'm just happy to be here. That's great. Yeah. Good. Glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. That's true. Unless dad wants to start a podcast and then I'm really sorry, but I got to do it. I mean, if you start a podcast with dad, there's no point to keep this one going. No (laughs) one's going to listen to this. What if no one listened to that one? You please remember that you have to call it podcasting with dad. Dadcast. You'll get so many confused people wandering into that podcast. <laughs> I thought this was about parenting. I thought this was going to be a story about a daughter and her dad. In a way it is. Okay, guys, in a way it is. 
found family is a real thing. <laughs> I'd listen to that podcast. I'd be seething with jealousy and sadness because I wasn't part of it, but I'd listen. You'd have to be part of it. So I feel like, you know, complicated relationships and seething is a pretty good transition into the hot drama that's been unfolding on raw we you know we neglected to speak about this last week because we were just kind of like we had so many high points to talk about but um the saga between the miz dexter loomis and johnny gargano is just like Mm -hmm. i mean it's really balls to the walls insane (laughs) it's all i it's the only way i can describe it it's like an episode of cheaters do you remember that show yes i do like there was the hidden camera this week mm-hmm. and like all is coming to all is coming out. I to be honest, last week I missed the thing oh. with Johnny Gargano. I think because I watched the Hulu edit, so I think Freaking they just Hulu. cut it out. I think they cut it out. So I had no idea it happened until after like after we had recorded, I had no ah, idea it happened. Okay. Okay. So, I, I mean, I do feel like the reenactments where Johnny played all of the parts with various wigs last week were pretty solid. Um, this week, you know, we find out that Johnny Gargano has been spending his personal disposable income to hire a private investigator to entrap the Miz. And I'm like, okay... I love that that's happening, and I love that you committed for Dexter Loomis because he needs someone <laughs> in his corner. Why didn't you just give Dexter Loomis that money, Johnny? Yeah, he's worried about him not getting paid. Just it's give like... him the money. I mean, I'm so glad yeah, he he's... didn't, but... <laughs> I just... It was so funny and so, like... I liked... I mean, I always like watching The Miz and his, like, very subtle reaction to, yes. like, seeing that video. Like, you could see, like, like he was telegraphing the idea that, like, I have to come up with something. Mm-hmm. But then he knew there was nothing he could come up with. And now he's just <laughs> like, I'm going to murder Johnny Gargano and, like, hope I can get away with it. It was it was fantastic. The part where The Miz is talking about people, like believing this horrible narrative and how hard it is for him and he's like my father believes johnny (laughs) it's like oh my god (laughs) like i wrote down in my notes this is so bad why do i like it so much (laughs) it was i wrote down a question i was like so why ultimately you know do you think johnny's coming from is is it for truth beauty and justice do they have like some kind of beefs with one another because they're from cleveland (laughs) like is it just like just you know pure and simple johnny's a shit stirrer like what is it i mean i feel like you got a lot of factors right like it is a classic cleveland beef Mm -hmm. a phrase invented on this podcast so nobody nobody take that um you know johnny stands for what is good and true and just in this world and sure dexter loomis is a fucking creep but that's not the point (laughs) Because, yes, he's creepy, but he didn't do this specific creepy thing exactly the way as it was described. (laughs) He was a creep for pay, not a free creep. It's like it's like trying to earn a living. It's like the distinction between putting your feet on OnlyFans because you need to pay your college tuition versus just because you're like into that sort of thing. He had a noble reason. (laughs) Perfectly understandable. 
Also, I mean, whatever your reason for fitting your feet on OnlyFans, it's fine. They're your reasons. Don't let anyone shame you for them. But yeah, seriously, make that money. I, I mean, maybe Johnny is just bored and he just needs something to do. And the Miz is unfortunate enough that this is his passion project. I'm enjoying it, whatever it is. I love the mess and messiness of it. It's so stupid. It's like, it's like how I am frequently saying to you and to other people in my life, someone needs to take down the legacy of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Well, Johnny Gargano <laughs> woke up one morning and he was like, someone needs to take down the Miz. And it's going to be me. Maybe we need to put him on the case. I love that. I love that idea. Um, I would love to partner with Johnny Gargano for a, like a 13 episode series of investigations. So, so amazing. good. <laughs> oh my God. They call put him, that in your letter to dad. They call him Johnny Wrestling, but in reality, he is Johnny Investigative Reporting. there's t-shirts i mean it is it is a weird we were talking about silly gimmicks a couple episodes back yeah i mean this is like a silly storyline this is derpy but i really like it i do too i'm into it watching it unfold and i liked at the end after their match when like loomis comes out and just like nails miz with the chair and then just sits in the chair and stares (laughs) after the miz has faked another dexter loomis back <laughs> under the ring yes. dexter loomis is like what are you doing why are you like this mike well now he's you know now he's cracked now he's really gonna f with miz and i for free i feel like dexter loomis runs really fast which i know is not an important point to make but did you see how fast that guy just like booked it out of yeah it was like he teleported it was crazy that goes in his favor. I think his teleportation skills will I help so him in too. his fight against the Miz. You know, thanks for all you do, Dexter Loomis, and thanks you, Johnny Gargano, for all you do for Dexter Loomis. Thanks to all of you for all the entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, something completely different, but also kind of high on the batshit insanity scale, just in a different way. Seth Rollins finally gets to have his open challenge. And things go wrong. Yeah. I mean, um, Ali tried to claim it. Mm -hmm. And Lashley, like, beat his ass up. He did. And then he just went insane and tried to murder (laughs) Seth. Seth's uh, devotion to his, like, yellowy blonde tips is unmatched like the way he flips his hair around to make sure that that shit gets on camera he loves it fracks me up and it looks like it looks like it's three months grown out <laughs> like there's no it's blending like he needed to do all of it or a little bit like he kind of went midway yeah you're right it's like seth i'm gonna blow your mind but like highlights are a thing man you don't just have to take like a section of your hair and paint it with bleach that you've got options i think he doesn't understand that you know see also weird blonde streak in the side of his head for however long that was so true i don't like i felt like more of it was blonde this week and i was like what is happening with your hair yeah it's like slowly crawling up his hair until it reaches his forehead he wants to be blonde like marilyn monroe blonde but he's not at all prepared for what that means no i don't know if he has it in him i don't think he does <laughs> so austin theory cashed in his 
briefcase. Causing me a lot of stress. And then I know this makes me a bad person, bringing me a lot of joy. It seemed like a weird choice to cash it in. Yeah. For the United States Championship. A history-making choice. I was reading um, something on... Oh, shoot. Where did I read it? It wasn't... It wasn't PW Insider. I apologize. I can't remember my source, but like apparently it's the first time that that has been cashed in for like a not major league title. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. It'll never happen again because he lost. Right. (laughs) People are like, well, that didn't work out. If I'm going to spend it, I'm going to spend it big. So he just like loses it then, right? He just loses it. So, so what does that mean? So as it was happening, I was like, okay, it's going to be this ambiguous thing. And there's going to be some ruling about like, okay, he didn't lose it, but we're going to set up a legitimate met. Like the compromise is maybe like, you now have to cash it in on Seth. There's going to be a match between the two of you or something. You know, like that's kind of where I thought it was heading. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't. And, and I guess like, yeah, he's just boned. He's just boned. Yeah. So what happens to Austin Theory now? Like, what do you think? Like, because this no. has been like, his he's been Mr. Money in the Bank for like however long now, and now he's got nothing going on. So is he now just like gunning for Lashley? Like, I don't know what he does now. I mean, I guess at this point, all you can really say is Austin Theory, but not in practice. I think it's my turn to say this is the final <laughs> episode of for Girls. Thank you. Because nothing will ever be that us. funny again. On this nine episode journey. <laughs> it no, was a was mini good. series this whole time. I enjoyed it. No. I no, that I, was very good. I don't know where he goes, but I guess like maybe it's time for him to stop being Mr. Money in the Bank, which I maintain sounds like a young men's beauty pageant for people in the finance industry. And maybe mm-hmm. like I don't know, just kind of not use that as a crutch and get some matches and go out there and make his mark without a decorative briefcase yeah i maybe go through a rebranding of yourself and stop looking like vanilla ice i don't know well that's gonna be a toughie for him because <laughs> he's ron van wormer through and through <laughs> if the if there is a problem yo he'll solve he'll it solve it so I, I feel like at this point you know we've got a lot of questions like what's gonna happen with bobby lashley What's going to happen with Austin Theory? What's going to happen with Seth Rollins? Or maybe I should say we have a lot of theories, but no answers. Does that feel fair? Should we call them Austin Theories? Well, they're certainly not Austin Practice. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm going to stand by that one. I'm absolutely going to stand by that I one. I like it. So I, I, I think that's the, you know, that's the week in wrestling. And it was a big freaking week. Yes, it was. Um, we had a lot to talk about. I'm very excited for things to pick up where they left off. I'm really excited to see what happens on Friday. So, uh, me too. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a real uh, barn burner, and I'm very excited. Me too. Was there anything else? Do you have any news you want to talk about? Any feelings? Any updates? No, the news I the news was just about Logan Paul's knees. So I already covered that. That's all I had this week. That's good knee news for sure. Um, the only news I had is that apparently The Rock is making a Christmas movie. Really? Yeah, it's gonna apparently come out for Christmas twenty twenty three. It's called Red One. 
Oh. I think he is, uh, I think it has Chris Evans in it, and he's some kind of Santa's helper. Oh. So. That makes sense, because today I saw a video on TikTok about Chris Evans, because he's the sexiest man alive, or whatever, from people. Yeah. And yeah. it was like a little video where he was talking to The Rock, and now I understand why those two were talking to each other. Yep, they are fellow sexiest men alive, and they are also going to be uh, Christmas action heroes, I guess. I love a Christmas movie, so I'm I'm ready for it. That's why I wanted I wanted to share it with you because we are both Christmas queens. So that's true. Very exciting time. Well, thank you for sharing that news. That was exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, it, it lets us end things on a holly jolly note for this mm-hmm. week. That's true. So I think it's fair to say that until next time, this has been uh, the Wrestling is for Girls podcast. And we are very glad that you all joined us. And until next time, you can find some of our older episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can always visit us at wrestlingisforgirls.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at WIF Girls Pod. Uh, Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think we're wrong about. And let us know if you're excited to see The Rock in a Christmas movie. 